0: So, uh, as uh, Dom said, um, uh, we've been uh, working through a series on acceptance. Uh, it's the uh, the last one in our uh, series on our culture traits um, on that banner over there, uh, teal colour, I think. Um, so. Uh, we've started by uh, colin uh, starts us off by looking at uh, how god accepts us uh, and then dom uh, spoke about how uh, that then means that we can accept other people uh, and accept uh, ourselves so today um, i'm going to be looking at uh, how uh, does that acceptance work how does it work out uh, when uh, we have differences in opinion Uh, with other people? Uh, What does it look like uh, to accept someone if we don't see eye to eye with them, uh, if we don't uh, agree with them, whether that's uh, someone at work, uh, someone uh, in your own family, uh, or uh, someone here in your church family? Um, Before I uh, get going on that, I just want to uh, say a few words uh, about um, why I think dealing with disagreement well is so important. Um, I think to deal with it well, we need to use all uh, of those uh, culture traits. Um, integrity, generosity, courage, honor, acceptance, and forgiveness. They're key to, uh, to, to doing this well. If we don't deal uh, with disagreement well, um, it leads to uh, broken relationships Unforgiveness rifts uh, and splits. Uh, we see that right from the start of the Bible. The first thing uh, that happens uh, as a result of sin is broken relationship with God, uh, but also broken relationship uh, with each other. So Adam and Eve uh, are um, fighting with each other. Uh, Cain uh, and Abel. Um, Abel mu- murders his, gr- his brother uh, Cain. Sorry, the other way around. Um, um, and outside the church, if we're disagreeing with uh, unbelievers in a way that is um, uh, is, not, is not good, is not helpful, uh, it doesn't reflect well on Jesus. So it's so important uh, that we do this right. We're called uh, to be united uh, together, um, to be uh, able to bring an answer for the hope uh, that's in us. Um, in John 17, Jesus uh, is praying uh, for uh, his disciples, but he's also uh, praying for us. This is before he, even, uh, before he goes to the cross. Um, he, uh, he prays, uh, he says uh, in verse 23, I pray that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Is a really powerful motivation uh, to work uh, for unity, to work for harmony, uh, to work for uh, dealing with disagreements uh, well. This is how a way through which the world will know uh, that uh, Jesus was sent, that he gave himself up uh, for us, and that we are loved uh, by him. So what's the value uh, of disagreement? Maybe uh, you would think that's Uh, It's much better if we just don't uh, disagree and we just get along all the time. I'm afraid uh, if you think that, I'm going to have to disagree with you, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, So, um, differences uh, between us uh, challenge us about our own assumptions uh, and assurances uh, about things. It creates questions uh, for us uh, that we wouldn't otherwise have asked. Um, If uh, you're always comfortable uh, in thinking that uh, everyone agrees with you and... You know, whatever you think is is right. It, there, there's, there, uh, there isn't that opportunity uh, for the for challenge. Uh, an example of this uh, for me was when I went to university. Uh, up until uh, that point, uh, I had um, very much uh, I grown up in a Christian family, and uh, I kind of got the. I thought I got it being a Christian. I thought I understood this thing, and I went to uh, a Christian union um, a weekend away. We went to this uh, place in the country, uh, and uh, there was a kind of program of things that we were doing. Part of that was prayer um, and I was paired uh, with this uh, this older guy, a uh, guy called Rob. Um, Who I really respected. He uh, was—he just knew his Bible inside out—and was really a sound guy, a lovely guy. Um, And we were given the Czech Republic to pray for, and there was a little kind of card with it that said um, you—you know—some kind of facts about uh, the Czech Republic to help us pray. Uh, And one of the things was that the um, Catholic Church uh, is um, quite big uh, there. And he started out by uh, praying uh, against the influence of the Catholic Church uh, in. Uh, that country and I was a bit like what? Why would you pray against the church like these are our brothers and sisters? Um, but it, I really value the Holy Spirit using that in me um, because it then made me go actually maybe I don't know the Bible as well as I thought I did because I just assume stuff because I've always thought that way. So it drew me back to the Bible. It drew me back to questioning things and asking things and owning the answers for myself. I was getting from God for myself, uh, rather than just taking it all, you know, spoon-fed. So um, that's uh, that's my uh, story. That's my uh, um, kind of testimony about how God used me disagreeing with somebody uh, to to do good in my life. Uh, Jesus himself uh, disagreed uh, most uh, famously with the Pharisees. Uh, He disagreed with uh, the religious authorities of his day. Um, We see uh, in uh, Paul uh, in Acts he disagrees with Peter about uh, circumcision Uh, and we read what he has to say to the Galatian church um, in uh, his letter to them. In fact, many of his letters are written uh, as corrections uh, to uh, wrong thinking and wrong practices uh, in uh, the churches that he oversaw. Uh, And when we read Romans, uh, the kind of the the biggest of his letters, and uh, one that's just so rich in uh, understanding about God, uh, it's actually written as. Uh, a discourse between uh, somebody who's questioning him, and he's coming back at them with uh, with answers to their questions. Uh, and this surely has come out of a place uh, of as he travelled around and he, he was teaching, uh, he would have been he would have had these questions from people. He would have had uh, these disagreements with people. He would have been working through these things. Uh, and as he writes uh, to the church in Rome, uh, he's able uh, to give such a, a good, uh, clear explanation of the gospel. Uh, to them as a result of the fact that he's uh, worked through these things and he's heard from God. So uh, there's so much uh, in the Bible about dealing uh, with disagreement well, but of course uh, there are challenges uh, to this. Um, I've got uh, three up on the screen. Um, The first one, uh, we think uh, that we're right. It's human nature. If you're disagreeing with somebody, obviously you think that you're right. That's uh, just the way we are. Um, But people are different. Uh, We have different experiences. We have different upbringings. We we come from different cultures, uh, potentially, um, that can lead us to see things from different points of view. Um, But something that we need to be uh, wary of and we need to be careful of is the work uh, of the enemy uh, when we disagree uh, with others. Uh, Ephesians uh, 6, verse 12 says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. When we disagree uh, with others, uh, sometimes the devil will try to use uh, that. He'll try to plant seeds into it uh, that distort our perception or our perspective uh, of the issues involved um, to uh, try to uh, create um, division uh, in his church. So how... Uh, can the Bible uh, help us uh, with this? I've already said there's so much uh, in there that I could uh, talk about this morning, but I just, uh, I want, what I want to try and do um, is start with some kind of general, broad uh, principles and then just get more practical uh, as we go through. Um, so I'm going to start uh, with, uh, in Romans, um, chapter 12, uh, verse 9 to 19. It will come up on the screen, uh, but um, please do follow in your Bibles uh, if you've got it with you. unpack three main principles uh, from it, Um, we would be, uh, you could probably preach a whole sermon series just on this passage, it's so, so rich, it's so Romans, Um, so it's, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to take three main principles out uh, and then see how we can use those. Uh, So my first uh, principle, my first uh, foundation, uh, as it were, for dealing with disagreement well Uh, is love. The kind of love that Paul is talking about uh, in this passage is really, really practical love. It's not a fluffy kind of love. It's really down-to-earth. It's it's a doing love. Loving like this uh, brings us closer. It brings us to the point where we really identify uh, with other people. In verse 15... Uh, Paul talks about uh, mourning with those who mourn and rejoicing with those who rejoice. He talks about us uh, being brothers, brothers and sisters uh, together. Uh, A lie that I face and have uh, had to work through and uh, continue uh, to deal with um, uh, from uh, time to time is Uh, the lie that I'm alone, that no one is like me, that no one quite understands me and my situation, Um, no one gets it. I think a lot of us uh, can face a similar kind of thing, a similar kind of feeling. Maybe you do. But my testimony about being part of this church uh, is uh, that being loved by you guys, being accepted uh, by you guys, has been amazing in my life. It's enabled me to be free enough to stand in front of you now and talk, which is, I can't, when I first came to the church, I couldn't imagine ever standing up here. I was pretty scared to even come up and share a contribution from the mic during worship. But being loved by you changed me. And there's a an amazing thing that happens uh, when you are loved, but you also uh, give out uh, in love uh, back. There are three steps uh, that um, Paul talks about uh, in here. I wondered if you notice uh, in uh, verse 12, he talks about uh, prayer. He says, "Be constant uh, in prayer." When we gather together to pray, it's not just about our list of requests to God is also a binding together uh, with the people that we pray with and the people that we pray for. So we choose to, uh, at First Fruits Friday, we will always be praying uh, for the people who have gone out from us uh, to to go to uh, different places. countries uh, around the world. So it's so brilliant, Ruth, that you're here and so great that uh, we were praying for, um, for, for John uh, and Val before they uh, go uh, to Spain. There's a binding together uh, in love that goes uh, with prayer. Then in, immediately in the next verse he says, contribute to the needs of the saints, to be generous with our time um, and with our money as well. And then be, be hospitable um, in verse 13 as well. Seek to show hospitality. Then other people will allow you uh, to be a brother, to uh, rejoice with them as, you rejo- uh, uh, as they rejoice and weep with them uh, as they mourn. Secondly, my uh, second foundational principle uh, is honour. In verse uh, 10, honoring somebody is a choice. It's a choice to love somebody, uh, even if we don't particularly like them. We'll find uh, that if we do the things I've just spoken about, praying, uh, about being generous with our time and our money, uh, opening up our homes and uh, being hospitable, care and concern uh, for the other person uh, starts uh, to spring up. Choosing uh, to honour means choosing to agree uh, with God about the way he feels about the other person. Even if uh, we don't like them, even if we disagree with them about uh, many things. God says the same things about that other person that he says about us. That he loves them, he made them, he has good plans for their life. So honouring somebody else uh, is logical if we honour God rightly. Rightly. Honour contains no superiority. It allows us to share ourselves, to share our hope, uh, and Jesus uh, himself uh, with them, without ever allowing uh, that comparison mindset to creep in that uh, Colin uh, and uh, Dom have already spoken about in previous weeks. If we compare ourselves, uh, we become proud. Uh, Paul uses this word haughty uh, in the translation I read from. um, To sit in judgment which is exactly the opposite of what he's writing about here as his goal uh, for uh, these, um, these Christians in Rome. James uh, puts it even more strongly in his letter. Uh, in chapter 4, verse 10, uh, he says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, uh, do not speak evil of one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? This is pretty blunt, forceful stuff. It leaves us with a challenge. How do we... Uh, honor those that we disagree with. How quick are we to judge? It's a tough one. My third kind of foundational uh, principle uh, to draw from this passage in Romans uh, is about forgiveness. Can you love someone uh, you are holding something against? Maybe you can go through the motions, but it's not this kind of genuine, practical love uh, that Paul uh, commands. Can you honor somebody uh, while you're judging them? Of course not. That's exactly what James is talking about. The choice to forgive is the first step to freedom from judging the other person, from dishonoring them, and allowing our own hearts to be shaped uh, by sin and offense rather than by God. Jesus asks us to forgive as we have been forgiven. The passage uh, in Romans that I looked at starts by saying, hold fast to what is good. This is, forgiveness is a real key uh, to doing that, to holding fast to what is good. So, how do we deal with sin uh, in disagreement? Disagreement. What if I have sinned, or the other person I'm disagreeing with is in sin? How do I tell? Well, I think following these uh, three steps can be incredibly helpful. Start by praying for the other person you disagree with. If there's any sin or unforgiveness in there, it will quickly uh, rise to the surface. So just to give an example from my own life... Um, I did a degree, a degree in chemistry, um, and the first three years are uh, were kind of uh, exam based. And then the final year is a, a research year, and you get placed uh, into a research group in a lab, um, and uh, the, then you write a kind of uh, a, a report at the end of the year that's, uh, that's marked on what you've achieved in that year. Um, and uh, I had the privilege of working for. Uh, quite a, a big boss in the in the department, um, and the whole group was basically run through um, uh, kind of intermediaries. Um, uh, there was the guy I was uh, assigned to was a guy called Victor. So I got my project uh, from the big boss, uh, and then Victor uh, was overseeing uh, me directly in the lab, um, and uh, he. Uh, was on holiday. I was uh, in Hong Kong seeing his family uh, when I started. Uh, and then when he came back, he rapidly made it pretty clear that he didn't really uh, want to have me as a student. He didn't really want to work with me. Um, and uh, he um, quizzed me about my abilities and what I was kind of going to be doing, and uh, found that my answers were somewhat lacking below his expectations of what I, where the level I should be at. Um, and uh, things did not go well, um, and the thing, that, the thing that really got me was uh, he didn't ever use my name. He, he actually called me Boy um, in, in the lab in front of everybody else, um, and like you can imagine I was quite upset by this, um, and I remember going to see the student Uh, Pastor at my church, and just explaining this because I'd never encountered anything quite like this before. I was a bit (laughs) stumped for what to do and how to handle it. Um, And he said to me, um, Basically, you need to set this guy some boundaries. Um, So I remember going in on the Monday morning, I was pretty nervous about how this would all go. And the first time we we got going, and uh, the first time he called me boy again, I said, uh, don't call me boy, my name's Jonathan. And it meant to come out a lot more strongly than that. It came out pretty bleh. (laughs) um, After that point, our relationship changed, um, and I found that I was able to pray for him Differently, I was able to relate to him differently. The way, what he was, the way he was treating me was, um, he started respecting me because I stood up for myself. But the first thing that I was doing there was I was honouring myself, and then I was honouring him, which was actually a hard thing to do because in this lab they were, they all knew that he was a bit of a character, and um, he. Um, yeah, he was he was unusual, um, and um, so it was. There was a lot of kind of taking the mick out of him behind his back going on, um, but the decision not uh, to do that and to and to and to honour him um, was one that I actively took. And my actions had to uh, follow those words. And I, had to, I, I continued to uh, show him love in the best way that I could. Um, and things actually changed in that lab, I think, as a result of that decision. Halfway through the year, it was his birthday. And me and another couple of guys in the lab club together and bought him a DVD uh, player, because um, he loved DVDs. And he watched them all on his laptop. Um, and um, he was just, he loved, he was so happy that somebody, because I don't think anyone had done anything like that for him before. Um, and yeah, he was really touched by that. But uh, forgiveness, forgiving him for the way that he treated me was a key to unlocking uh, the freedom uh, that uh, came uh, as a result of uh, that uh, decision. Choosing to forgive someone uh, can be a very hard process. Um, maybe some of you have much more difficult stories uh, than that that you could you could think of. Investing in a genuine deep. Uh, friendship with a few people who are prepared to ask you uh, the really tough questions about where you're at and support you uh, in moving forward uh, is invaluable. My student pastor uh, continued to challenge me through that year about how things were going. He asked me um, not only how uh, I was getting response uh, from this guy and how things were going, but also where my heart was at uh, in it and how I was uh, honouring and... Um, loving this guy who um, had been difficult uh, with me at the beginning. But having those relationships uh, with people doesn't just happen by itself. You need to prioritise it, you need to uh, invest, you need to have uh, people around you that you can build those kind of honest relationships with. Uh, confessing Uh, to each other uh, in this way. Being honest uh, with each other strengthens the church uh, immeasurably. So, uh, what if I have searched my heart, um, I've confessed any sin that I have, uh, I've forgiven the other person, I've prayed for them, but there's still uh, a problem uh, between us. Uh, The last... Uh, scripture uh, that I want to uh, look at uh, for today is uh, a very challenging one. Uh, It's from Matthew's uh, Gospel, chapter 18, uh, 15 uh, to 20. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their faults just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Uh, So in this passage, we have uh, kind of three stages uh, to dealing uh, with disagreement. But before we kind of look at that, I I feel like there's a a broad overarching principle uh, that's going over uh, all of these uh, things, um, uh, all of these steps. And that broad overarching principle uh, is that we should, in, when there's sin in disagreement uh, with other people, uh, we are to bind it rather than to spread it around. When I was praying about how to speak about this passage, it's, uh, I did quite a lot of praying about how to speak out of this passage. It's hard. Um, I felt like God reminded me uh, of... Um, A house uh, that I grew up in um, till I was about eleven, and it was a house that my parents bought that was in an absolute state uh, when they bought it, Um, and uh, they 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 did it up. I have some of my earliest memories are. being given watered-down paint to paint on fresh plaster because the whole place needed replastering and replumbing and rewiring, and it was a project and a half. One thing that never happened uh, was dealing with the driveway. Um, so uh, the next slide should be a picture of it wasn't quite this bad, but it was getting there. We didn't have you know, loose earth on it or anything, but I, was, I looked for, on Google for, for that. Um, and uh, we didn't care. We, you know, up and down it on our scooters and everything. It was just a bit more bumpy, made it more fun. Um, but, um, I felt like uh, the, this driveway picture uh, is helpful for us when we look at this passage um, because if you notice uh, when concrete starts to break up, uh, one of the things uh, that really... Um, does it, uh, is uh, the weeds growing in and um, the, the roots expand and they break the concrete. So if you don't bind sin in the way that this passage is talking about, then the weeds grow deeper and they, the roots go deeper into that concrete and they break uh, things apart. Our response to the sin of somebody else uh, can allow the devil uh, to get a foothold. He can put, he can put thoughts uh, into our head that are like seeds on this concrete path. Seeds turn into weeds uh, and the weeds grow and break up concrete. And this passage is about weeding well to stop these cracks opening and widening. So how do we do good weeding? Well, our first step... Uh, is taking the courage uh, to speak uh, to the person that we have uh, a disagreement with. The alternatives uh, to speaking uh, to that person is either never speaking to them again, um, which I guess is an acceptable uh, thing if you are never going to have the opportunity to see them again, Um, anyway. or. To swallow our feelings and pretend that everything is fine, uh, to paper over it, uh, to carry on uh, as if everything's normal. I don't think God is into the business of wallpapering broken walls. When we go to speak to the other person, we might find uh, that we are the ones that are in the wrong. So it takes humility. Uh, as well, uh, to listen honestly uh, to what the other person has to to say to you. If they won't listen and uh, we still know that there's a problem uh, here, it's time uh, to take uh, someone else. And we need humility at that stage as well, because when we explain the problem to someone else, they might turn around and say, actually, you're wrong. But part of the binding bit is that you don't do step two before step one. Step one always precedes step two. It's much easier to complain about weeds on your drive than to do something about them. And then they go to seed and they spread. So if I have a problem with Colin, and I go and tell Robin about it, does that mean Robin now has a problem with Colin? Do you see I have had a missed opportunity to sort it out with Colin before I went and had a chat with Robin about it? Stop it getting to this point. Finally, we get to the really tough bit. If these two opportunities for uh, reconciliation are refused, Jesus says we should break fellowship. Fellowship. This doesn't sound uh, like a nice thing, but actually the alternative is allowing sin to take deep root. And pretending that we can continue on together uh, is not an option. Jesus puts it this bluntly. The roots of sin and the work of the devil can just go deeper and deeper and causing more and more hurt. This is why Jesus talks uh, about the unseen dimension of what we are doing here. Binding sin, reaching out in integrity and honesty to heal relationships is key to the gospel being real amongst us. Among us, there should be not any complaining behind backs about others because we're God's church, we're together, we're God's people. There should not be uh, labelling of people No, we're God's church, we're together, we're his people. There should not be generalisms or tribalism, a sense of, oh, I agree with so-and-so, and that's the kind of thing that defines me as a part of my identity. We see so much of that in the world. But this is God's church. The anger the world experiences Should should contrast markedly with the peace, harmony, and unity uh, that we see in the church. But this is not won easily. Jesus doesn't skim a new surface over our relationships once we become Christians. My parents never did get a new driveway, we moved house before they sorted it out. But it takes effort, courage, and persistence in prayer to agree about what we want to ask Jesus for. What should we ask for? Harmony, peace, being of one mind, so that the gospel may advance. That prayer that uh, Jesus prayed for us, uh, John 17, I quoted at the beginning. They may become perfectly one, so the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you love me. This is about the gospel being free to, uh, to go out from amongst us. So in the last little bit of that passage, it talks about where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. This is something that we often uh, think about, a verse that we often quote to do when we gather to pray. And yes, it is about uh, gathering uh, to pray. But it's not just about that. It's about choosing uh, to agree and align what we want with what the Father wants. This means that the two and the three, maybe that's referring to the two people bringing reconciliation between them. It's about the Father being with us, giving us the courage to go to somebody that we have uh, a disagreement with. He's saying, I'm binding you together, you're my people, I love you, this is the way I want you to be. We're dealing with the issue so that the advance of the gospel is not hindered. So as I wrap up, I just want to—I want to finish by praying for us that this can be real, that we can have uh, the courage to deal uh, with disagreements well, that the gospel can be free to go from here because the weeds are dealt with in that driveway that we can show genuine, practical love for one another, that we can honour one, one another as God has honoured us, that we can uh, forgive as we have been forgiven, that we can take courage. So I'm just going to pray, uh, and then uh, Dom will come up and take us from there. <coughs> yeah. Lord, thank you for your word. We recognise that... Your word has power to reach into our lives and to speak to us and to challenge us. We thank you for these passages that we uh, have looked at today that set such a high bar for what we are about as a people together. Thank you that you are the one that builds your church. God, give us willing hearts uh, to hear to be challenged uh, and to, to obey and be changed as you would have us do that. God, would you remove obstacles uh, for your gospel and would you give us the courage uh, and the conviction from your Holy Spirit uh, to do that and we need to. Help us uh, to honour one another in a way that you honour us to forgive one another as we have been forgiven so much would we not hold things against one another would we keep short accounts would we be a church that reflects what your gospel and the power of your gospel is about would you show your love more to us and more through us as a result of us doing this, we pray. And give us courage. Amen.